The We Think Collective podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. We Think Collective is also supported by May May Jewelry in Atwater Village. For 15% off your order, enter promo code WTC podcast at maymayjewelry.com. That's M-A-E-M-A-E jewelry.com. Tim's got that perfect radio voice. Maybe we should ask him to rap our intro. But does Tim even rap? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> hey, Tim, you want to give it a try? Sit back and relax your mind. You're tuned in to a good time. Unwind. Maybe spark one up. Because these chicks are random as fuck. Conversations as real as their asses. So listen up, men. Pull out your glasses. No topics taboo. But they ain't rude. Given that real shit without the two. Two ladies tackle the challenge of our time. Exploring the gravity of the feminine mind. Oh, yeah, Tim. <laughs> Get him, Tim. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the We Think Collective podcast with your hosts, Heidi Bach and Rena May. Hello and welcome back to We're Back, We Think Collective podcast episode two. I'm Heidi and this is Rena May. Um, so I think the last podcast, we kind of gave you a little bit of insight into what is We Think Collective, why we started it. Um, I was thinking maybe we could talk with people a little today about feminine leadership. I'm in. I'm in. Can I just notice something like when we were doing our intro? And I think this is part of feminine leadership. Okay. Women, when we talk, we kind of sing. (laughs) We're so awesome. We're singing talkers. (laughs) Pillar number one of feminine leadership. Singing, talking. Singing, talkers. I don't know if that officially qualifies as a a pillar of feminine leadership, but I do love that about us. It's kind of cute. It's cute. Hashtag cute. (laughs) AF. Um, P.S. I did want to mention before we dive in too deep here, um, we really want to hear from you guys. If there's anything that you would love for us to talk about on future podcasts, um, if you have comments about anything we said, if you think we were way off base, we'd like to hear from you. Um, and I'd like to say, especially from the fellas. Yes. Um, we, we always love hearing from women and we're engaged in conversation with women all the time. So we've heard a lot from them about what they're feeling, but I think we, uh, it's really important for us. And a big part of why we're doing this podcast is we want to make sure that there's a dialogue going on between men and women right now so that it doesn't turn into this like woman power movement that requires men to be pushed down or pushed out. Never our intention. That's what's awesome about women. We don't do things that way. Boom. (laughs) And so we do want to encourage you guys to reach out to us and let us know your thoughts or if there's questions or comments, you can go to our Instagram at We Think Collective or our Facebook page, We Think Collective, or our website. And you can let me guess, let me guess. What's our website? What is it? We Think Collective.com. Um, oh yeah. So I think that's enough of a plug for the beginning of this episode. Um, (laughs) (laughs) hope we didn't bore you too much. So yeah, let's talk about feminine leadership. And I think it'd be fun to talk about this as it relates to men, because I think feminine leadership is not exclusive to women. There are some men that have certainly mastered 
skill sets that I think come from a more feminine energy. Um, and they, I think, are super important in leadership. I agree. Let's talk about the one that's fresh in our mind right now. Okay. Okay, let's get good. Let's just get right into We this just one. talked about this this morning, and I like freshies. So we talked about one of the number one pillars of feminine leadership is emotional intelligence. Ding, 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 ding. Heidi, what's emotional intelligence? Only like the most valuable kind of intelligence there is. Um, emotional intelligence. I think it really is about understanding not only my own emotions and being in tune with them, but also being able to sense and feel other people's and communicate from a place of understanding and empathy around that. Obviously in management, and that has been a reason why probably there's more women in middle management, because you need that as a leader to manage people. But why do you think that emotional intelligence isn't being valued in the boardroom at the C-level? Oh, is it because there's no dollar amount that you can tie to emotional intelligence? Like, let's say I was an emotional intelligence expert and I went to go apply at a job Mm -hmm. and they're like, well, what is your qualification? I say, well, I'm an emotional intelligence expert. They were like, well, what does that mean? I said, I can read a room. I can read what you're feeling. I can read what they're feeling. And then with that magic, I can facilitate a communication that allows both parties to get what they want Mm -hmm. in a really beautiful way. That sounds valuable to me. How, how much would you pay me for that? You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's a million dollar salary kind of a skill set. I mean, are we emotionally intelligencing like the whole solution of Apple? I don't know. Like, like who who gets paid? And like, like I think <clears throat> about this. So my sister, uh, she's a nursing home administrator. Hi, mm-hmm. Rhea. Uh, <laughs> hey, sis. And she runs a nursing home and mm. she literally has almost 200 employees and 100 patients. She's managing 300 people at a time. Mm-hmm. And- she gets paid the big bucks there because she is the emotional intelligence reader for everybody. Mm-hmm. All of her consultants, her patients, the families, everyone. And, and she just provides that. And Heidi and I were having this conversation the other day. Well, what is that worth to somebody? And how do you define that as a, a real skill set? Yeah. And I think that people use the phrase soft skills, which kind of irks the shit out of me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Um, a lot of times, just a quick aside, a lot of times if you look up the definition of feminine, for example, it'll be like that, like the qualities of a woman. Like you can't define a word with its own word. It makes, <laughs> come on. You don't even know what feminine is, Webster's Dictionary. Anyway, um, I feel like what happens is these, these quote, soft skills that are relatively inherent in the feminine, um, are undervalued. And especially for women entrepreneurs, we have a hard time putting a price on them. Um, and I think generally, statistically, it's it's common knowledge that women tend to underestimate ourselves. We are less likely to apply for jobs where we feel like if there's like two or three things on their bullet points of expectations or requirements, and we're like, we don't have these three, but I have the other seven, a woman like might not apply for that. Whereas a man could have like two of the 10 and be like, oh, I can totally I can do this. this. Like learn this and figure it out. Yeah. Um, and bless their hearts for that. Like we should probably do more of that. I think that's something we could learn from men and just be a little more believe in ourselves and the value of what we're bringing to the table, even though it's maybe not like the things that business has traditionally valued in the past. Yeah. It's almost like HR. 
it. <laughs> it's like all HR people are women, I feel like. It, it, it's like, you think about it, it, it's really like an HR kind of person. And what they're really keeping tabs of is not only your employee records, but your employees' hearts. Employees' hearts are the one thing that gets undervalued in most companies. That's why that show Undercover Boss or something like that mm-hmm. was so popular because the CEOs of these major companies get to really understand and feel what their employees at the, at every level feel like. Mm-hmm. And that's emotional intelligence. That's a feminine leadership. That's, yeah. yeah, coming from a place that I really, really appreciate. I think one of the other features or pillars, as we like to say, of feminine leadership is being a nurturer. I think it sounds very stereotypical and sometimes I don't like to use that word in a way because it's so often associated with motherhood. Um, and as we said, both Rena and I have no children. We, we just have business babies. Um, but I think that the nurturing characteristic and tendency of the feminine energy is super valuable in business. If you think about a business like a baby, like we do, mm-hmm. you know, they need to be nurtured. They need to be cared for. But also, too, do your customers and the community that you're serving. There's a lot to be said for having that mindset of how do I really nurture the sustainability and the overall health of my business, my employees, like you were saying, the community that I'm serving. Women are, I think, naturally more mindful of that by nature of being feminine. <laughs> by nature of being a woman. There are things That's that we're just we inherently better at and not all women let's be honest here but but just as a a true nature just like men are naturally physically stronger than a woman that you you can't deny right uh and by having that nurturing i i too i believe that that is also a skill set so heidi and i i want a side note on this okay we're both reading a book oh my god made for men like this book was written for men to have men Realize it's called Way of the Superior Man by David Data. Mm-hmm. And if classic. It, it's classic. Some chapters will get you very annoyed. Some if you're cha- a woman. Yes. And some <laughs> chapters, it's an aha moment. Uh-huh. And it's been really beautiful to read it. It has. Yeah. I think it's important to note that it is by a masculine man for masculine men. Um, and certainly, it's been really... It's been really eye-opening for me on some levels. Uh, to one, to, I want to understand, you know, the differences between us, between the masculine and the feminine energy. And it's so hard to find those things defined, uh, as I was stating earlier. But yeah, there is a whole section of the book called like how to handle your woman <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the name of the section how to handle your woman. <laughs> and there are some things he talks about in there that make me they kind of like irked the shit out of me, honestly. Yeah. Um, there, there are a few <laughs> chapters where I wanted to punch the book. I don't know if I've ever punched a book before, but I kind of wanted to punch the book. But at the same time, and okay, so the section where I wanted to do that, uh, he was talking about her emotions. And essentially, I, I, sorry, David Detta, if I misquote you somehow, but essentially what he was saying was, don't put too much stock in her emotional state of the moment. 
Um, the emotions are like a storm. They're constantly moving. They're passing through and they can change quickly and maybe without any kind of rationale or reason whatsoever. And I think there's some truth to that. I do. But he went into this one part where he talked about, he talked about like, okay, let's say, okay, I'm going to go into his mode because he's talking to a man. So he's like, let's say you ask your woman if she wants to go to the movies and she's just like, no, I don't want to go anywhere tonight. I want to stay home. And he's like, instead of like basically just taking that as what she means, (laughs) you can go and grab her and hug her and spin her around and make her laugh. And next thing you know, when you ask her again, she'll want to go to the movies. And I was like, um, no. <laughs> First of all, sometimes I just don't want to fucking go to the movies. And that's what I just told you. And I just want you to listen to me, damn it. Okay? <clears throat> so I got really irked and a little, I guess, triggered. I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah. Um, but then we were talking about, I was bringing it up to Rena because she had warned me. She's like, oh, this next chapter, there's going to be some stuff in there you're not going to like. And I came in, I was like, yeah, I know exactly which part you're talking about. I hated it. But I also have to admit, there was some truth to that. What he really said was, go to the heart. Yeah? Like, he said, kind of go past that emotional moment and just connect with her heart on a love level. And you may find that whatever that kind of negative emotion was will pass right through a lot faster. But you don't need to solve the problem or sort of like take that emotional moment so seriously. Just love her through it, kind of. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I think that chapter could be rewritten, definitely, (laughs) in a way. But for a man, maybe the way he writes, it makes sense to them. Yeah. If if Heidi, I feel, were re- to rewrite that chapter with that newfound insight, I th- I believe that a woman reader could stomach that and be all like, yeah, that is all I crave. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I really just want that love. And honestly, if he's going to be that love in the movies, I'm not going to say no yeah. to this movie that maybe he really wants to go to. Yeah. It's really just that love in that moment. Yeah, he was kind of saying that if you're getting that kind of response, it's probably because something about your connection has been broken somewhere along the way. And you just need to re, you know, reconnect there. And it's a heart-to-heart kind of connection. So you can't solve it with your brain right now. You can't rationalize or solve whatever her quote-unquote problem is because she may not have a problem. She just doesn't feel as connected to you. But all of that said, I think... Going back to how that relates to feminine leadership, I think it's something where we're navigating through this new workplace world where there's men and women here. And that's just the reality. That's how it is, right? And so for guys, sometimes I think there's it's uncomfortable. They have to filter what they're saying sometimes. There's jokes that they don't think are offensive, but they shouldn't say it because it might offend someone. And it's like, ugh, we got to walk on eggshells because this girl's going to get offended if we say something or she's going to cry and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I kind of get it on some level. And one thing I felt was like, I don't want us to go so far with our like feminine empowerment and this like PC shit that... Guys don't feel like they can be themselves anymore. All I want, I don't want to be a man. I don't want to be CEO so I can act like how the male CEO asks. All I want is to be able to get paid what I am actually worth for being who I actually am. Pay Heidi. 
pay me, bitch, for who Heidi is. Bitch, you hear that? My money. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, it's really one of those things. Like, I feel like the women who've come before us, we owe a lot to them, and I'm super grateful to them. But when I was in the corporate world, I didn't see a lot of female role models who I either wanted to be like or whose lives I wanted because so many of them had to take on the masculine traits in order to have any level of success. They had to. So I'm not, I don't blame them for it at all. I'm grateful to them for it. But I I wanted to figure out how can I be here and be a leader and just be feminine, not have to be like a man, you know? And I think what's happening now is is they're actually starting to see statistically in the numbers that companies that have diverse leadership are more profitable and more successful. And having women in the boardroom makes good sense to your bottom line. Having us there as us, not as a man in a woman's body. You know, for a lot of our male entrepreneur friends, we ask them, who are the women on your team? And if they say they don't have any, one of our first suggestions is go get one. You need to get a woman at You the top. need to get one. On that note, I think we should take a little break. Let some of that simmer because some of that is a little controversial. Um, again, we'd love to hear what you think. Uh, we'll take a short break and we'll be back in a minute. Tita Meme, what did you want me to do again? Lily, my dream is to have a jingle saying for Meme Jewelry. Can you do it for me, please? Okay. If you're looking for love, then look no more. Meme Jewelry's got a lot in store. Your feelings are welcome, happy or sad. Come as you are, your heart will be glad. Meme, Meme, come to Meme, Meme. The jewelry that loves you back. The jewelry that loves you back. Oh my God, Lily, that was perfect. Visit MayMayJewelry.com to find jewelry that loves you back. Enter code WTC podcast for 15% off. That's MayMayJewelry.com or click the link in our show notes. Hi, it's Tim Edwards with the Inbound Podcasting Network and producer of the We Think Collective podcast. You know, in just about every episode, Heidi and Rena are either quoting from or discussing one of the latest books they've read or have been inspired by. Perhaps you'd like to read, or better yet, listen to these books for yourself. Well, we want to give you a free audiobook download just for listening to the We Think Collective podcast. Simply click the link in the show notes to audibletrial.com forward slash inbound Sign up for a free 30-day membership trial and download any audiobook you want. If you decide to cancel your membership for any reason at any time, you keep the audiobook. Support the We Think Collective podcast by visiting audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. That's audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. Welcome back. Welcome. You guys, you probably are going to get mad at me, but I my dream is to probably sing a jingle on the radio. So I'll probably say a lot of things in a singing voice and I'm not that good, but bear with me. But we're now accepting jingle submissions. If yes, you have any please. Ideas. If you write it, I'll give you a royalty fee for every, I'll give you one cent for every time I sing it. So you will be a millionaire. Never. <laughs> Absolutely never. Yeah. So welcome back, you guys. We are talking about feminine leadership and what we believe that to look like integrated into the working culture and as entrepreneurs. Yeah. 
And, you know, Heidi and I really believe that women have a very expansive nature. You know mm-hmm. how with men and women, they always say women are multitaskers and men are so single focused. Mm-hmm. Guess what, everyone? We need both of us. Yes. We do. Yep. We need a lot of single focused and we need a lot of multitaskers in yep. the world. Uh, so, men, we love you and we want to incorporate you in almost everything we do. Almost. Hashtag almost. I actually think that's that's a great point you brought up. And it I think relates to one of the one of the pillars of feminine leadership that we we feel we've identified. We might be full of shit for all I know, but this is the stuff we've found in in our our analysis and and conversations and just studying. Um, but connecting the dots. Brain science is awesome. I'm like a little bit obsessed with it. And they can do brain mapping now, right? So Absolutely. This is like one of my favorite things. I freaking, P.S., did you know they discovered a new organ in the human body today, You guys? know, she came this, in the studio. There's like, a new organ. Screaming like, oh my God, there's a new organ. I'm just into science. I love it. And I, I think brain science is really fascinating. And so they've done these brain mapping and they can see how if you talk to a man about a certain subject, the part of his brain that relates to that subject fires up and it it's awake and he's got thoughts going on. If you talk about that subject to a woman, all bunch of parts of her brain light up. Mm-hmm. It, it like the neural networks are so connected and it it the thought zings over to this part of the brain and back over to this part and the whole brain is lit up. Now, on one hand, hello, is that not genius? I mean, come on. (laughs) Maybe men are only using 10% of their brain capacity. (laughs) (laughs) Women strong 30 right now. Strong 30. (laughs) Kidding. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Um, No, but for real though, I wish sometimes that I had that level of focus and the ability to compartmentalize in the way that men can. I do think it's a skill set that they have and it has a lot of value in the business world. But there are there have been many moments when I've been sitting in a conference room having a meeting about something and the guy's focus, great as it may be, makes it such that he completely misses like five other dots that are super important. Like super important. So if you, especially considering the fact that women are the, hold most of the purchasing power in the marketplace. Yes. Like, so you can't afford to miss those dots. You literally cannot afford it. You have to have a woman in that room to balance it out so that when that man's single focus, bless his heart, is missing critical moments, there's a woman to say, hey guys, I think that's a really great idea. But if we do that, then it's going to affect over here and over there and over here. And she's seeing all those dots connect. And the guys are like, oh, wow, like, that's true. I didn't think of that. It's not that they're dumb. I, P.S., hate that. Can we talk about that for just a second? Yeah. So we never think you're dumb. We do not. Unless you're dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, then, then you're just, just dumb. Then you're just dumb. Uh <laughs> But we do believe that men have this innate gift to bring to the table. And when we talk about masculine and feminine, Mm -hmm. we want to make sure, and we're going to keep reiterating this, that there are a lot of men with beautiful feminine leadership. Mm -hmm. And there are women that are more masculine. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All day long. And you've probably had experience with both of them, um, especially if you're in the business world. We love the differences that men have. We don't think that 
that there's some kind of lack of intelligence or something with with this focus. Um, We actually think it's a gift in and of itself, but we think that, I think that this dot connecting capacity that women have is a quote soft skill yeah <laughs> that is extremely not soft this is really important and valuable this like causes your company millions of dollars a lot of the time absolutely why wouldn't it yeah i've seen it i've been in companies where it literally did cost them millions of dollars because they just did not think of this other dot connection and when i saw the thing i was like how how did you miss this you know like to us it's just kind of obvious um I think the key here in this whole conversation around the pillars of feminine leadership, what you were getting at is it's it's not that these qualities are only in women. Um, Men can have them too. And women can also have excellent focus and capacities to compartmentalize and all these other things. But these traits are more masculine or more feminine in some cases. And that's kind of like tying it back to that book from earlier. Yeah. you know, even though there were some things about what he was saying that were a little inflammatory for me, there was a lot of truth to it. And I actually think that one, I I would love for any man I'm dating to have read that book. I think it's good for men to understand this stuff. Um, and two, I think chicks should read it. I think more girls should read that book. I do too. I really, I think that reading that book will give you an, a great insight, women, to why your man does what he does sometime that irritates the fuck out of you, (laughs) okay? He's just seeing it a different way. And it also, one thing I got out of it, just going back to the really quickly, was um, it helped me to appreciate things that he does that I might have taken for granted or not noticed or not understood where it was coming from. And I want guys to know, like, this is the place that we're coming from. We want to understand you. We want to be, women generally come in wanting to support, wanting to help, wanting to nurture, which is why we keep getting put in lower positions in the company. All we want is for you to see us and our strengths and our values as equally valuable to the skills and and traits that men have. Don't put me beneath you because my natural feminine skills and strengths are supportive. They're still highly valuable and I still have vision and capacity to lead that needs to be in the market. Yes. And that makes me think about what we're really building here. You know, we think collective is that space where we want to show women entrepreneurs what that monetary value really is of that hard capital, that connect the dot, that emotional mm-hmm. intelligence. Mm-hmm. We want to put a dollar amount on that. Yeah, We have members of We Think Collective right now where that's what they do for companies. And mm-hmm. they go out there and it's basically they inject the love back into the company. Yeah. So And they can show it result in a growth on the bottom line. Oh. In addition to like people working there, actually liking their jobs and liking each other and higher productivity and all these other things, which are fully backed by science. Yeah. I love science. Did science is good. So getting back to the point of the whole podcast today, I think we went on a few uh, tangents. Feminine leadership. As we are wont to do. Um, it's all part of the process. Everything's connecting. Um, I think one of the other pillars of feminine leadership is like that fierce protector trait. 
And what do you mean by that? Like, if you try to mess with a woman's kid, you are going to die. Like Knife to the throat. Knife to the throat. She could be the sweetest, nicest little thing you've ever met. And you say the wrong thing about her kid. Oh, it is going down. You're on the blacklist. I'm putting the word out to all the mommy groups. Like You're going nowhere, man. You're cut (laughs) off. We're going to destroy you. Mama bear. Um, I think like that fierce mama bear. Exactly. It's exactly like the mama bear. Mm -hmm. Like, like they always say like dogs, even female dogs do this. You don't touch the puppy. Like you do not put your hands near the puppy. You go and get your hand bit, you know? Yeah. I think, um, how important would it be as a company to have that fierce protector in your boardroom? Yeah. Who's, who cares about the brand, who cares about the purpose of the company. I've had times in my corporate life where I felt like my passion and always called emotion mm. um, was interpreted as a negative. And in my opinion, I was like, I, I don't get this because I care about this brand. I really care about it. I want to protect it. So if I'm ever uh, upset or or showing an emotion around something or a passion around it, it's because I want to protect my baby. I want to protect this brand and its integrity and um, the purpose of it, you know? Yeah. I think that that's definitely more from a woman. That's definitely, it's an innate, it's like in our blood, it's in our DNA to just be that for the things that we love. Mm -hmm. And if you provide me with an environment that I love or people that I love, then I want to, I will go hard, like super duper hard (laughs) for that person or for that company. And Mm -hmm. that, that breeds loyalty. It does. Yeah. And that's why women, I think, we're such good employees, <laughs> almost to our own detriment. I've known a lot of women that kind of probably won't get moved up because they're just really good where they are. And the company doesn't want to risk losing them there. Um, or they don't know how to handle that emotional, fierce protector aspect of her and harness that. But you know what I also realize? A lot of women are starting to jump ship and realize that they don't need that. It's true. They, they are really willing. Like These are top-level people in major companies right now that are jumping ship to say, look, if I'm going to be treated like that, I'd way rather make less money and have happiness back. Yeah. Take back your life. That's what I say. These are the kind of women that are members of the collective of We Think Collective because, you know, they're badass entrepreneurs, badass businesswomen who kind of like, I think there's a lot of like, just sort of like a waking up that's happening where you're kind of like, wait, this is what I've been killing myself for and that's how you're going to treat me when I do it like it's not worth it and no. I know my value like I've built this company I could build a new one and they are they're jumping ship mm-hmm. and they're realizing like we talked about it earlier on the KGIs of you know um they're realizing that there's also a lot of worth and value in their time and their health a lot of these women they got they literally were killed by these jobs the stress you know, and the mm-hmm. pressure. And now they're building a business that's that's super fulfilling yeah. and profitable. So, hey, ladies, if you're jumping ship and you know that you have super value, come talk to us Holla. or join our community because seriously, our ship, I don't want you to get on my ship. Don't get on my ship. My yacht is amazing by itself. I want you to roll <laughs> next to me in your own yacht. Yes. And that's what we're doing. We are being yachty together. It's a big part of our philosophy, the rising tide lifts all boats. And um, 
that's why we started the collective so we can support each other and grow together and really expand feminine leadership in the marketplace by supporting dope women entrepreneurs getting them further along seeing more women build businesses that break past that million dollar a year uh, revenue mark um you know all of those things and i think that fierce protector status sometimes has them staying in jobs way longer than than they should have or giving way more than they needed to and burning out and getting sick and all these other things and they're just at this point now where i think part of it is realizing i need to be a fierce protector of me yes so much yes yeah so follow us on ig at we think collective you can message us there if you want or on our website we think collective.com and as always we'd love to hear from you if you have any questions rebuttals comments and way of the superior man by david data will be available and you guys read it if you like it cool let's talk about it some more and i just want to say that next episode we're going to talk about crying Men, why crying is actually going to save your relationship. (laughs) Boom. Leave you with that. Bye. Bye.